Hello, happy Friday, good morning, and welcome to the after party for Should I Wish Someone Told Me. This is the weekly live conversation that happens with my guests every freaking Friday where we recap the episode from this week, answer your question I told you about the topic. And today we have a good one. Y'all, hello, ma'am. There she is. Hello. The woman of the hour. So... <laughs> We are continuing our boundaries conversation. Yes. And we're talking about the evolution of boundaries today. Yes, we are. Yeah. I'm super excited for this. Okay, ma'am. Well, would you um, go ahead and just share a high-level overview of what we spoke about in the episode this week, and then we'll dive into like what everyone had to say um, in the polls. Yes, I would love to. First of all, good morning, everybody. Thanks for being here with us. We appreciate you so much. And thank you, Jonna, as always, for inviting me to share and chat with you about these important things. Um, thank you for boundaries, your time. Yeah, yeah. Always happy to be here. Um, generally speaking, to... <laughs> to talk about what we, what we shared in the podcast episode this past week was, you know, boundaries um, often we think of as sort of a one and done. Like I've said, no, I won't accept this from you or I'll always wake up at 7 a.m. or whatever it is. And what we sometimes forget and what we wanted to remind people of is that they can actually evolve, right? They can actually shift and change and move around based on what is happening in your life, what is happening in your relationships. And that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It actually may mean you're doing it right and you're refining mm -hmm. them. So to think of them as um, some of them may have to be rigid, right? Some of them may have to be set in stone with certain people, but you can also be open to them changing as you know yourself and your situation better. Right. And yeah. I think this is a super important topic. I think all the things we talked about are super important to what we're talking about. Me too. But um, you touched on a couple things that I wanted to offer anyone listening and watching to refer back to. So it's not just the boundaries with others. It's also the boundaries with yourselves. And so I mentioned yes. when we first stopped home that this is a continuation of our series. So episode 53 is about boundaries 101. We have also done an episode um, boundaries with yourself because that's where the majority of you said that you struggled most when it comes mm -hmm. to upholding those types of boundaries. And so we spoke about what the fuck that even means and <laughs> how to navigate that. And you touched on it just now as well, where, you know, it's like saying that you're going to wake up at seven isn't something where like, if you don't do that, that that necessarily means that, Oh, well, this boundary has shifted. It totally could, but it could just mean that like, Hey, I know myself well enough now to know that, that's not what serves me at this point in time. Yes. That's not what serves me today or even this week, just depending on what's happening in your life. And so that doesn't mean that your boundary's not working, right? This is mm -hmm. an exemplification of how they evolve because it's a matter of you knowing yourself enough, self-discovery, one of the pillars that I you know, teach, the first one, the foundational one. It's a matter of knowing yourself enough and trusting yourself in that knowing to recognize that, hey, I've seen the contrast. Like I know the boundaries that do serve me. I know that usually waking up at seven is something that really serves. And I know that right now, based on everything else going on in my life, that that's not what's going to serve me. And I trust myself enough to move forward with that. And so that is an example of how a boundary with yourself can evolve. Yes, 
I love that. And that totally reinforces the concept that we talk about at the beginning about what is a boundary in the first place, that it's not a dividing point between, you know, one and the other. It's actually a connection point in which you're offering information to help things work better. And so you do that for yourself too, right? Like you just said it, this doesn't serve me today or overall anymore. So I'm connecting back to myself about what will. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so I thought that was a really important piece of this particular episode um, because I think so many people, like you said, um, don't recognize that like that it's okay for them to yeah. evolve. And we get so fixated because we do have that contrast, right? I spoke with someone earlier this week that um, a couple people actually, this is like a theme right now, like going on in the atmosphere of the universe, or <laughs> whatever you want to call it, that it's like, I've seen the light, right? Like I've experienced mm -hmm. the difference between who I was and who I can be. And now it's something where I feel like I have to do these things because yes. that's my identity now. Like that's, those things are what make me who I am now. Right. And so if I don't do those things then I'm going to regress and that, that fear is yeah. what is preventing us from, you know, allowing and from, you know, opening ourselves up to that evolution and to that growth because we we kind of feel stuck between like a rock and a hard place right it's like I don't really want to do this thing right now like there's resistance like I don't want to wake up take it back to our example of 7 a.m and at the same time I know that like when I do those things that is more in alignment with who I want to be like that's the kind of person that I want to show up as mm -hmm. and it's something where you know we can really start to feel some kind of way about it and we can really start to cock block ourselves, for lack of a better term, um, or actually just because I like that term. And um, it can be something where it's like, well, I feel like I, I have to do these things. And we don't recognize that, hey, not doing them is actually part of the evolution. That's part of the ebb and the flow. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's very well said. I love that. Really well said. Yeah, because we're, we're, if we're, boundaries and commitments and bridges right all the time then we're going to walk those paths back and forth and we're going to figure out whether they're working or not right yeah you know we you j just to take this bridge metaphor right some bridges wear out some bridges actually need to be rebuilt right some bridges are like tried and true so that's okay that's that's nature that's being human and that's being here together so yeah yeah, yeah I, I love that. And we spoke about that in this episode too, about how it requires maintenance, right? Yes. Like it's the maintenance of the bridge. I said it requires oiling, but you told me that you don't do that to bridges. And so <laughs> I maybe, a draw, maybe a drawbridge, maybe we oil like, the drawbridge. <laughs> I was like, maybe she's right. But um, yeah, it's, it's important to know that the evolution and part of it does require that maintenance. And that looks different, mm -hmm. right? Like the maintenance mm -hmm. that um, you're going to put into it isn't going to be the same as the effort that it took to build it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's something where the maintenance that I put into it initially, kind of like whenever you coach someone, um, Hey Joe, welcome in. Hi everybody. Um, it's kind of like the, like anytime, like when you coach someone or whenever you're learning a skill or anything like that, like it's going to be a little more challenging in the beginning, but then as things evolve, it's like easier to just like, you know, sweep the, the deck than it is to like fix the nails and like build it kind of a thing. Um, right. Or if we're taking it back to our bridge metaphor, it's easier to just sweep it, clean it up or oil it 
than it is to <laughs> actually build it initially. Um, and so I think yeah. that's important as well. So yeah. we spoke about those two key points. We also spoke about how a lot of people um, oftentimes don't identify and acknowledge the elephant in the room, which we refer to mm -hmm. as like, we know the boundary has evolved. And at the yes. same time, like, we don't want to call it because there's a fear there. Right. So would you touch on that really quick? Because I feel like that's important to note um, before we like dive into what everyone had to say this week. Yeah, I think it's funny. I pulled that up in our notes because I thought that was an important thing to talk about. Um, I think it's important to remember that as we're talking about relationships, obviously there's, there's an ebb and flow in how much time you spend with someone, what you're doing, all that stuff. But ultimately that elephant in the room, that awareness that something feels different, mm -hmm. good or bad, right, mm -hmm. is, is a moment of reflection. It's an opportunity to see like, hey, it's not, it's not necessarily something's wrong, it's just something's different. Right. Right. And so what's, what's different? Get curious. Um, and you don't have to assume that because something's different that that's going to be a point of contention or conflict. Right. That other person might feel the same way and not know what to do about it either. And so you can just get curious together. But the fear is valid. The fear is saying, hey, like this has been working. I don't want to lose this person or I don't want to lose this stability. Right. And that's your that's your system's job is to keep you safe and to keep you from losing and to keep you from entering into risky places. So that's okay. That's okay to fear that, but look at what it's trying to tell you. Yeah. It's trying to tell you something's different. Yeah. And something I want to bring up that came to me, like as I was re-listening to what we had to say uh, this week is there's a notion in positive psychology called the Lasado line. And so that mm -hmm. essentially says that we need about three to one positive experiences to counteract a negative one. Mm -hmm. Negative ones impact and imprint more strongly because whenever we were, you know, living in the woods, we needed to pay more attention to the negative things because those were likely a threat to our literal survival. And mm -hmm. so that means that these negative experiences are going to be like Velcro, whereas the positive ones mm -hmm. are more like a Teflon situation. Mm -hmm. And so that's not, that's not a me analogy. Like that came from, somewhere. Um, but I wanted to bring up the notion of the Lasado line and that ratio, that three to one, because it's something where when we have these experiences and like when you consciously know like, well, duh, this is going to imprint more strongly because like you're perceiving this as a threat. That's your biology mm -hmm. doing its job. That's a good thing. And yes. at the same time, with that knowledge, with your neocortex, with the part of your brain that's able to have that discernment and that's able to be logical, you can now say like, okay, this was one negative experience so what are three really positive ones that I can also consider that can start to like tip the scale and even the balance mm -hmm. in that and so mm -hmm. if it's something where you are fearful of to take it to our boundaries example where you are fearful and where you're uncertain about this situation happen you know what if like I call it and you know because of that the relationship ends think about three times or four, if you want to give it a little extra oomph mm -hmm. up in there, where you recognize something similar, that there was some difference happening within the situation or within your relations, and you did say something, and it worked out in your favor. Because what that's going to do, it's mm -hmm. going to remind you 
that's going to prime your brain to build your inner trust, to give you that confidence, to improve your self-esteem, and also to offer you the opportunity to look at what did work and what didn't in those situations so that you can leverage it in this current situation. And so that's going to help afford you some really good data. We know how I love my data. Um, As you move forward and take action on the acknowledgement of like, hey, something different. Because like you said, doesn't mean that it's necessarily good or bad. It just means that, hey, I'm aware of the fact that this boundary that I had in place is now different. And what are the things that I need to do in order to move this more towards the outcome that I actually want now that I have this awareness? Awareness is power, but it is nothing without action. And so mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you are leveraging your previous experiences for your future evolution to get you to, clo- to be closer to where you want to be. And so that's a way that you can do that specifically using positive psychology, using your personal experiences mm-hmm. within this type of a situation whenever we're talking about the evolution of boundaries. What, what else is there to say? That is <laughs> so, so well said. And I think you said our own personal experience. And I just want to, I just want to like point that out is everyone's experience is different, right? So when we're talking about these things, we're not saying it should be this way for everyone or that way for everyone. It's, it's this journey inward to say, what is it that is impacting you, right? Mm-hmm. And what do you need for you? And then outwardly say or share or tackle the fear or whatever it is that's coming your way. Because there aren't any hard and fast rules about what a certain boundary should be around time or energy or whatever. It's about what works for you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, thank you. That was a perfect addition. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. If you see me swiping up, our friend Coach Josh Brentnell must be awake. He's sending me messages and I'm like, Try not to like, because you know, like you see them and you'd like read them, but you're like, nope, like, don't do that right now. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I, I forgot to do not disturb. So my bad if you see me like swiping up, uh, that's full transparency what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about what yeah. people had to say in the polls this week, shall we? Yes, that sounds great. Great. So first question that we asked you was, in your personal opinion, is a boundary a one and done kind of a thing? Or is it something that changes? The options that we gave you were, um, they change just like I do. Duh. I really <laughs> uh, They're one and done. Like, set that shit and forget about it. Like, I tried to do, like, an accent, but I don't know if that was portrayed. Um, <laughs> I didn't even do it now. Forget about it. Like, I'm just like. You're not. Anyway. I have the Jersey roots, so you guys forget about it. You got to have a little that bit more. That was way better. Like, yeah. What the hell did I do? Forget about you just, it. You just know. added a little a little t- country twang. It's all good. <laughs> well, let's just skip over that. So the last option we gave was that I never thought about it. Mm-hmm. So 67% said they changed just like I do. Duh, I roll emoji. Which very proud. Very proud. Yes. Not yes. surprised because y'all are woke AF. The other two percentages were one and done. Set that ish and forget about it. And then the other 17% <laughs> was never thought about it. And so, um, yeah, I wasn't surprised with this because I think that it's not something that we oftentimes think about, mm-hmm. right? Um, also, I think that a lot of people who are here with me 
um, hi, are very woke uh, in that sense, for lack of a better term, not necessarily like a huge fan of that word, but you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Aware, you're very aware. Yes, yes. And then also not surprised, like one and done, because I think a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm tired. And we spoke, we right. spoke about that yeah. as well. Um, the Beyonce complex, like, why do I have to keep doing this kind of mm-hmm. stuff? So um, I'm not surprised by any of these. Uh, what were your thoughts on the results here? Well, you know, I always come from my own, like, pre, pre-aware pre self when I look at these questions, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm so, I'm so impressed that so many people are like, they have to evolve. Because for me, I, I didn't understand that. I was, I, was, I was so scared of them in the first place. I was so scared to try them. So, like, once it was like, you know, I scurried out of my hole. I, I did something, and then I scurried back because I was like, mm. <laughs> it was really hard. So... I, I love that so many people understand that. And it, it made me think that some of this is like happening subconsciously, right? Some of this is just happening in our relationships that are healthy, where there's just a give and take. And you can yeah. say, hey, that sucked. And someone else can be like, you're right. I'm sorry. And then it doesn't happen again. Because you yeah. just, you've just shared a moment and you've both learned from it and you've both grown. Um, but I think it's important to, to point out that some people just hadn't even thought about it in the first place. Yeah. And so that's an opportunity, right, for us. If we're noticing things that are um, out of sync somehow, then mm-hmm. it might be because there's an opportunity to evolve or refine where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. I love the analogy that you mentioned about how you would <laughs> come out, say something, and then scurry back to your whole <laughs> Like, that is, that's like your anchor, right? Like, that that hole is like your safety. Um, That's something that Josh and I spoke about in the evolution of relationships. So it's interesting that you bring that up in the episode from last week, um, episode 71, where, yeah, we mentioned, like, you know, it's important to have those healthy relationships where we are able to explore and be our authentic selves. And it's something where... um, that's like how we build the inner trust and the confidence. Like I was mm-hmm. mentioning earlier, that's, you know, where we practice. Like that's essentially like our training ground for the yeah. more challenging conversations. And when we do that within the safe spaces, um, then like we're, we're slowly step-by-step building that foundation and building that trust within ourselves and building that confidence yes. that, Hey, like this is uncomfortable. This is tough. And I can do this also. Yes. And so, yes. um, yeah, one of the things that came up too, and I'll bring this up whenever we are answering the questions, um, is well, what do you do if you don't have any experiences to relate it back mm-hmm. to? Like I mentioned, I think of three positive ones. So we'll put a pin in that. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll come back to that whenever we're answering the, the questions for today, because I, I want to touch on that for everyone. Um, but spoiler alert, it does relate to having your safe container. Um, or your community, which Shannon just spoke to, and I spoke to a little bit there as well. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that more in a minute. And yeah, any other questions that you have, make sure to put them in the question bubble and mm-hmm. we'll be sure to answer those for you while we were here. So, um, okay, let's move on to, oh, what's up? We got family in the house. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to the next question that we asked, which is when you set a boundary, how long does it work? So options that we gave were eh, a day to a week, mm-hmm. a month or so, indefinitely, I adjust accordingly. And so mm-hmm. 45%, so majority, said indefinitely, I adjust accordingly. So again, kudos to you. Yeah. 
the remaining percentages were an even split, 27 and 27, between meh, a week or a day or two a weekish, and then a month or so. And so I was not surprised by this simply because, yeah. um, like I said, I think that a lot of y'all are woke, very aware. Excuse me. Yeah. That's right. We updated that word choice. And <laughs> at the same time, it is hard. It can be difficult. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I say it can be because I'm like, it doesn't have to be, but also like, that doesn't mean that it's not going to be uncomfortable, even if it's something that we don't look at it as like being a difficult thing. And so it's not surprising, but yeah, like just under half mm -hmm. were like indefinitely, like I adjust accordingly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's very healthy. Like yeah. so kudos to you all for those who said a day, week, month. I totally get it because like yeah. I said, and like we speak about in the episode, like it's tiring. It's like, why do I keep having to do this shit? Why do I, why do I have to keep adjusting it when I said it the first time? Especially right. when we are in this click culture where it's easy for us to click away, block, find someone else, swipe left, swipe right, and just, you know, replace whatever like that relationship mm -hmm. was and so i think that that's why a lot of us have superficial relationships as we're moving through but that's a whole lot another conversation for another day <laughs> but i do think that with that mentality we have been conditioned in that way to not do the difficult things to you know grow in our relationships in that way and build that relational equity because it's so easy to just like flip away and like do something mm -hmm. else but then fast mm -hmm. forward years later like that shit doesn't work because you're like why are all my friends assholes and it's like well you didn't <laughs> do the things with the others to actually grow through the discomfort and build and develop that relational equity you just threw them to the wayside blocked them ignored them whatever whatever and now you're here so right um, yeah that was kind and of a long-winded response but yeah go no, no, I think it's funny. I just wrote a, <laughs> you don't have to cover your mouth. Um, I, I just, I just wrote a, a blog post about this, that, that, you know, we, we always think boundaries are these dividing lines where like, if someone mm. crosses it, um, we're done. Right. Um, that is, that is a very rigid approach to a boundary. And for some things, it may have to be that way. Like, um, you know, I mean, I, I, you can give me an example. Um, right now I'm blanking, but, but for, for most boundaries, it's an offering, it's a connection, right? And so you're saying to someone, this is, and if we look at it this way, we are able to grow through it. You're saying to someone, this is, this is how I feel about this thing. And this is what I'd like for you to respect and, and understand about me so that we can continue to build trust. We can continue to be in this time and, and space on this earth together, right? Um, and it can be as little as, you know, putting your dishes away, or it can be as big as, please don't interrupt me when I'm speaking, because when I was a kid, I didn't have the chance to talk, and it made me feel like I was this big. And so I need to feel, when you interrupt me, I feel unimportant and unvalued, right? So all of that is to say, um, you know, this poll question, which was around, Hold on, let me click it. Um, how long does it work? Um, please know, yes, there can be times where you have to revisit to make sure it's working. That's the second part of boundaries, by the way. It's not just sharing what it is that you need. It's enforcing that you actually need it, right, with further communication or um, consequences. 
And they don't have to be punishments. They're just sort of like, okay, well, now I know I can't talk to you about this, or now I know this is safe for me or not. Um, but um, the fact that it's not necessarily persisting is an indication to you, right, that either you need to recommit to it, you need to reevaluate it because it's actually not working. Mm -hmm. And that might mean you want to refine it. Or um, there's something going on for you that's telling you I'm not valuing myself enough or listening to myself enough to continue to enforce this, this boundary. Yeah. Yeah. And Nikita said that's a beautiful perspective. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that's important. And you mentioned that the second part of the boundary is actually enforcing it, which Mm -hmm grow back once again to episode 53 Mm -hmm. like we talk about those four things the four things that we see as not happening when it comes to boundaries that need to Mm -hmm. and I mean not to toot our horns but like this is a whole ass like master class if you just listen to those episodes in sequential order like you will get a shit ton of value that's an accurate term um (laughs) we've measured it official term (laughs) <laughs> official terminology, ter- terminology, terminality, official yeah. um, terminology, a shit ton, um, because we literally take you through like, these are the foundational things that you need to know about boundaries. And then this is how to set and enforce boundaries with yourself, because that's where it starts. I don't know what that's mm-hmm. about. We're then ta- we then talk about um, the evolution of boundaries in relationships. And then next month, we're going to be talking about some other good stuff as well, which, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, we can, we can give you a little insight into what that might look like. Um, psychological limits define personal dignity. Ooh, that's interesting. That's a good comment. Yeah. I wish you could, I wish you could loop in and talk to us about that. I think what you're saying there is like internally in our mind, what we've committed to or what we've committed not to go to, um, dictates how we offer ourselves into the world and what our, what our limits are externally. Yeah, let us know. Let us know if that's yeah. Let us know if that's if that's what you're saying. Because um, it's and and I what I like about that too, by the way, is is we can always learn more, right? If it's our psychological and our and our sort of um, internal processing going on there, we can always learn more and adapt and grow. If our sense of personal dignity and our sense of feeling safe, healthy, and comfortable isn't quite right for us, we can adapt and we can learn more so that we can feel more safe, healthy, and comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And we talk about that a lot as well in terms of like what's needed so that we can feel things of self-esteem, self-actualization. I'm a big, I'm a big supporter of the hierarchy of needs um, in that way. And that, yeah, like Mm -hmm. we need to have like things met before we can actually advance to these other levels so to speak um or experience rather maybe not advance but before we mm-hmm. can you know, go up that ladder and yeah, yeah safety healthy and you know comfortable things are part of that and yeah. so yeah it's part of that evolution yep so yeah, yeah. So thank you for sharing um let's talk about the next poll question and then we'll go or excuse me the next poll response and then we'll get into some questions and so the next question that we asked was how do you respond to the realization that a boundary is not working? Mm-hmm. Options we gave were, I feel uncomfortable or anxious. 
Mm -hmm. I overcompensate, try to fix. I shut down, mm -hmm. I give up, I'm tired. And then I get combative slash resentful. Yeah. So 45%, this is the majority, I feel uncomfortable, anxious. 27%, mm -hmm. I overcompensate, try to fix. 18%, I shut down, give up, I'm tired. And 9%, I get combative, resentful. Questions mm -hmm. or comments, comments on that. I'll let you go first. Well, first of all, I'm impressed that um, people could choose one of those because I pretty much do all of those. <laughs> As I was doing the poll results, I was like, mm, I should have done a DM me all of the above because I, I, yeah, as I was doing this, I'm like, well, fuck, I've done all of the above, depending on the situation. Exactly. And the circumstance. And the person. And, like, and the person, yeah, which we talk about as well, like depending mm -hmm. on, you know, who that person is, the relational integrity or equity, excuse me, that you have built up with that mm -hmm. person, like that's going to mm -hmm. depend on like what you do allow in the evolution of that boundary, mm -hmm. like how long, because um, I'm going to put up with some shit from some family members that I will not put up with right. shit from like people that like my coworkers, like right. totally different. Totally right. Different. Exactly. Um, exactly. And so I'll be like uncomfortable and anxious with one or I'll just sort of shut down and give up with another. Um, yeah. And, and there's also like a hierarchy I go through. Like I feel uncomfortable and anxious. So I, with some people overcompensate, try to fix with other people. I shut down <laughs> with other people. I get combative. So, you know, it's, it's all of that is to say, if you feel all of them, that's fine. Right. That's okay. Yeah. That's normal and natural. I think what, what's, what's important to notice is you're having a reaction, right? The boundary isn't working and you're feeling some kind of way about it. And that's good because that's giving you information about not only the fact that it's not working, but how you cope with and uh, translate that information into your emotional state. And um, that's another way of tapping into what, what it is that you need, right? If you're feeling yeah. anxious and uncomfortable, then you need reassurance. Maybe you're not getting that from the, the person you're having this issue with. Who can you get it from? Can you get it from yourself? Can you slow down enough, right? To verify and validate, like, this is okay. I can get through it. Yeah. If you're feeling like you have to fix it, okay. So take a moment. Do you have to fix everything? Is it yours to fix? Right? There's all of these flow charts, so to speak, we can, we can walk down. Um, and, you know, side note, that's why having a coach or a therapist or someone in your life you can trust to talk through this stuff is really helpful mm -hmm. um, to then go back to that person or that situation and that boundary and say, this is how I need to address it. Right. But. That's my initial, that's my initial set of thoughts. What about you? I thought, I think those are all great. Um, thank you for sharing those. And yeah, my bad that we didn't include an all of the above. Um, <laughs> because okay. we definitely, we definitely should have. Um, yeah, I, like I said, like you said, like I felt all of them before. Yeah. Um, I think that my OG default was to get combative angry. We've spoken about mm -hmm. this in a lot of episodes particularly a lot of these boundary episodes where I would, my, my way of shutting down and giving up was to just be angry mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that people wouldn't want to talk to me. Cause who wants to be around an angry bitch? No one. And that's what I became. And that's what I was. And so mm -hmm. um, that was my way of self-protecting because I didn't know 
how to navigate the situations. I didn't know that I was supposed to, yeah, like you said, ask myself, okay, you know, do what am I actually feeling? What are the feelings underneath the feelings? Which right. we've spoken about before in the acceptable feelings, the acceptable quote unquote feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, I, I, no one never told me that shit, which is why we're here right now having this conversation. And so mm-hmm. I think that it makes sense to me. 45% of people, I feel uncomfortable, anxious, because I think oftentimes that's that surface feeling, right? Like we're right. not necessarily present to what's underneath it because number one, no one ever told us to look at what's underneath it, what could be underneath it. And number two, we don't want to look at what's underneath it because that's going to be way more uncomfortable and more challenging than just acknowledging like, yeah, I feel uncomfortable. Let me like not think about this kind of a thing. Like that seems to be the easiest solution is I'm just not going to think about it. And um, it's uncomfortable. Like I'm feeling anxious. I'm just not going to think about it. And then mm-hmm. hope that it goes away. That shit doesn't work. Had someone um, come back to me, like circle back to me, like a, a previous client, like this week. It was like, hey, can we schedule a session? Because that was their default before was just, you know, distracting from the things, not, not acknowledging, like staying busy. But what they found um, was that in doing that this time, fast forward, like, you know, mm-hmm. over a year later, that when they weren't busy, they would just start ruminating and spiraling and like it would make it that much worse. And so I'm bringing that up now because same thing happens whenever we are not acknowledging, you know, and not doing the hard work to speak to, Hey, like this isn't working. This boundary Mm -hmm. isn't working. Mm -hmm. We hope that, you know, we can just ignore it. It'll go away. And sometimes that does work, right? If it's someone that we don't really know and it doesn't really like impact us, like, all right, fine, fuck it. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you Mm -hmm. go do your thing. But Mm -hmm. if it's something that, is going to be recurring if it is someone who is an important figure in our lives then it makes a difference and the only way to it is through it and so with that it's a matter of necessity in having these uncomfortable feelings and leaning into the discomfort and the anxiousness to figure out you know what is this telling me right like what's underneath it and that's when your self-regulation toolkit which yes spoiler alert you can learn how to build yours in my five-day series, when self-help isn't helping.com, just go there, um, mm-hmm. where I teach five reasons why self-help isn't helping and what to do instead. And so we talk about that there so that that will empower you with the tools to know what to do so that you can move through those anxious and uncomfortable feelings to get to the root of it, to solve this problem so that it doesn't keep showing up in different ways again. Yeah. Um, to overcompensating and trying to fix, shout out to my people pleasers. That sounds like mm-hmm. y'all. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that's a matter of looking at what's underneath that. Like, why do you feel the need to go underneath that and like compensate, um, to the people that shut down and give up, I'm tired. Okay. Like, what's that about? Right. Like, is that because you don't know how to deal with this? Is it because it's not that important to you and you're just like, all right, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Or is it because you don't, yeah, like I said, have the tools. And so shutting down, giving up is just your way of um, accepting the situation mm-hmm. and, you know, being something that you're like, all right, well, I, I guess this is just what I'm going to have to deal with. I guess this is just the new normal kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. Acceptance doesn't mean that you agree with it. Um, it could be that you shut down, give up, you're tired because you're just like, I'm done with this. And like, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, that curiosity to yeah. ask yourself why are we doing that? Yes. 
Yeah. And I was going to say that could be, it's interesting when you put it that way, like the sort of, this is, I'm going to accept this because it's not, it's not going to change. That could actually be a boundary that you're aware doesn't work externally, but mm -hmm. internally a boundary for yourself is mm -hmm. I'm not going to expend my energy on a situation that does not ultimately, um, you know, bring me what I hoped it would. And so right. I can now, I can honor my boundary within myself by, by understanding that that boundary will not be held externally right. and that's okay. So there's a way to have them work together. Mm -hmm. um, even though it's different responses, right? The walk away versus the holding, yeah. they work together. Yeah. And we spoke about an example of that, um, that I just want to bring up in the episode the a time boundary, right? Where mm -hmm. I was dating someone and I was like, hey, we need to be here by this time. And he just could not do it. And mm -hmm. instead of, because he was very important to me, um, instead of me like fighting about it and, you know, like being in conflict because of that, it was something where I accepted it, not saying that I'm, a, you know, in agreement with it. Like, yeah, like you're going to be late. Like, let's celebrate that. Like, but accepting like, this is the reality of what is and mm -hmm. what can we do to bridge together and still make sure that we're you know connecting and avoiding conflict at the same time because what my interpretation of that external boundary is like let's be on time is just not being met and instead of fighting it I'm going to accept it not in agreement with it but I'm going to accept it as the reality of what is and we're going to look at what we can do um, outside of that like that was an eternal boundary I set with myself like okay I'm just gonna be okay with it I'm just gonna mm -hmm. make sure that I'm on time for my friends things if we're late for your friends things <laughs> Right. I mean, it right. seems to be okay with you. Like they all know it. So, right. um, yeah. So, so that's an example, um, of that. And then lastly here, I already spoke to this in the beginning, the 9%, I get combative and resentful and or resentful. Mm. Um, want to talk about what Kadir, I believe I'm saying that right. If I'm not saying that right, feel free because people fuck up my name and it pisses me off. So just <laughs> spell it out so that I can make sure I'm saying it right. But I think it's Kadir. Um, Yes, that some work. people, it sounds like you're saying some people can't articulate the definition of their own boundaries. Yes, yes, that can be very challenging. So when the communication fails, no consequences are set. Then it becomes reactionary by shutting down. Yeah, because you're starting from a place of not being sure of what to say. And then that uncertainty continues down that path for both of you. Mm -hmm. um, and so no one knows what to do. So the reaction makes sense to be the shutdown because what, like, what else is there, right? right. Um, it's not going anywhere. Um, I want to encourage people, you know, one of the things that you'll find if you work with someone is you'll, you'll start to get really specific ways that work for you. One thing that works for me is um, the idea of immediacy that comes from like the therapeutic setting, which is when you don't know what the hell's going on, <laughs> you just acknowledge I don't know what the hell is going on. Mm. Um, you can say it's such a powerful tool. If, if there's a reactionary moment and it's shutting down because you haven't expressed, you know, what you need and, and, and you feel that you can literally say to the person, Oh my God, we're both shutting down because I didn't, I didn't know what I was trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. Like we're having all of the, just describe what's happening in the moment. We are having all of this frustration and I see how hard it is for both of us. Yeah. 
what are you doing in that moment? You're acknowledging how you both feel. You're, you're building a bridge. You're in it together. You're collaborating and you're validating both of your experiences. And guess what? You're also giving them the opportunity to say, you know what? You're right. Or actually I'm not frustrated. I'm super confused or I'm angry or whatever. Right. Guess more connection. Right. So what came up for me when you were saying that, and thank you for sharing, is that, yeah, you're both being vulnerable and yeah, you're creating the space, like you're modeling behavior for them to also be vulnerable as well. Like that is how you create space, mm. create space by being. And in doing so, people are able to be like, you know what, I can see that they were just really vulnerable. Like, I think that uncertainty, primal fear, we don't like it. We hate it. We don't like change. We don't like not knowing. And so whenever you say like, hey, I don't know, that is a very mm -hmm. vulnerable thing. It's essentially like the mm -hmm. emotional equivalent of like standing naked, like in the front yard. Mm -hmm. And so it's something where when you do that, you are affording the other person the opportunity to <laughs> like take off a piece of their clothes as well. <laughs> <laughs> but like, not to, not to make this um, provocative, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it's, yeah, you it's can, like you can the, be in that together. Yeah. 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 That vulnerability is where we, where connection thrives is where, cre where connection is cultivated. So like you said, um, in the collaborative sense, like you're creating that space and mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's cool. And that's how, that's how we deepen these relationships. That's how we, you know, find ourselves with these people who we are able to be like, yes, like you said, you know what? I'm really like connected to this person because like I see them for their authentic self or we're able to be like, no, like, that's weird. Like, I don't like, I'm not there. <laughs> like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's where you're able to have that discernment. Um, and it requires a vulnerability on your part, as well as theirs. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it's something yeah. where typically, um, but again, everything is a shade of gray in this realm. Um, it's something where typically, when you are in the space where you are vulnerable, then they will also be vulnerable. That won't always happen. But typically, um, it's something where, because there is such thing as like too much too soon, right? Like you're just like right. flashing them and they're like, whoa, I'm in a parka. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's right. take off our coats first. Right. Um, then like we need to have like that discernment as well. Different people be comfortable with different things. And honestly, most of the general population is not equipped to have these deeper, uncomfortable types of conversations about your feelings and emotions and that is why it is so important to work with a coach or a therapist or a counselor or someone who does have the tools where you can share what you want to share share what you need to mm -hmm. share um and feel able to do so confidentially and without judgment because um like i said most people just don't have the tools and that's not their fault but right. it is something that we need to be i think present to whenever we place uh, unrealistic expectations oftentimes on our loved ones because that can create resentment in that dynamic. Yeah. 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 We're all just figuring it out as we go. And the more, you know, the more communicative in the smallest of ways um, we can be and the more receptive we can be um, to what our people are trying to communicate to us, the more information we, we exchange. It may not be easy. There's lots of skills that go along with that, that we need to develop. Um, yeah, communication is the key. Yeah. And um, thank you for that next bit. 84. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's 
maybe not something we've learned how to do perfectly, but that doesn't mm -hmm. mean it's not worth the effort. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've done a lot of talking and recapping, and now let's dive into the questions. We only had one this week, and so I want to speak to that one first and then circle back to what I wanted to put a pin in on um, that I mentioned earlier. So mm -hmm. question for this week. Uh, we asked what questions do you have about evolving boundaries, just like we ask you what questions you have every week. And if you're watching right now have more questions, just pop them in the little question bubble thing. Uh, so the question was, at what point do you accept and take the next step that your boundaries are not going to be respected? Yeah, I loved this, this is, question. This is gray. This is real yeah. gray. Yeah, this is totally great. Like my hair. Um, so obviously the answer to this is different for every single person, right? Every single person's limits are different. And your limits are valid because they come from your experience and what you've learned. Okay. Um, yeah, we weren't, I, I don't know how to say it. last name Stallings <laughs> or Stallings is part of your name. We weren't born with instruction manuals. We are all still learning. Right. And so as we learn what we, what we have as a limit can change as well, by the way. So the answer to the question of like, how do you know when to sort of throw in the towel, right? Versus stay in the game um, is going to be very individual to you. But I can tell you that I think a universal piece of that answer is when you start to notice, right? That you're having feelings that are, that are indicating something is off. Um, maybe your sense of self is going down. Maybe you're feeling anxiety. Maybe you're avoiding a phone call or, mm -hmm. you know, scrolling past a message that you get from somebody. There is, there is a internal retraction of sorts or an internal intensity around someone saying something to you. And it's impacting the health of your relationship, right? To bring it back to that bridge metaphor, Keith is fine. Hi, Keith. <laughs> um, Thank you. You're helping us. So to bring it back to that bridge metaphor, your, your bridge is in disrepair for some reason, right? Maybe there's a, um, a pothole you keep bumping over, or maybe um, it's just worn out. Um, you, you notice it. And the real question then becomes, is that, is that something I have the bandwidth to fix on my own? Is that something we both need to pay attention to? where do I begin? Where do I begin? Um, that's maybe not a full-fledged answer, but I think that leads you to what the answer will be for you individually. That's where I would start. What do you think, Jonna? Yeah, wise words. Thank you for sharing. And yeah, to what Keith said, um, thank you for clarifying your name. Um, we weren't born with instruction manuals. We're all just still learning yet. That's like something I say all the time is it's all just R&D. It's all just research and development. And so I feel that like, yes, like hashtag amen. So thank you for hearing <laughs> that. Um, at what point do you accept and take the next step that your boundaries are not going to be respected? So I love what you had to say as yeah, like a way of kind of identifying, you know, like what's happening um, internally. And like you said, like for you. And mm -hmm. so for me, what I would say to this is um, looking at what we've spoken about in terms of like 
who this person is like in relation to you because I'm assuming it's like with a person um and then from there like what what is your limit like what are you willing to like tolerate like in that sense um like how important is it to you Mm -hmm. that this is like someone that you have um a continued like relationship with and that's not to say that like we need to you know absolve the relationship but it's to say that I feel will give you some insight as to the severity, if we will, of what types of steps need to be the next ones. Does mm-hmm. it need to be something where it's like, okay, well, this boundary isn't working. So let me figure out one that does. That looks like cutting communication, like not you know speaking other than like what's necessary. Um, or does it look like continuing to like come back to have a conversation with that person, depending on like who it is. Um, and if so, like, how long are you willing to do that? And so I think that, yeah, there's a lot of different ways that we can go. There's a lot of different flow charts, flow charts, if you will, like to use Shannon's analogy mm-hmm. from earlier that we can take. But just thinking about what the significance of that relationship is to you. And with that knowing what it is that you are willing to, I don't want to say endure, right? Like, what are you willing to put mm-hmm. up with? Like, how patient are you willing to be in order to get a resolution with that? And what is the resolution that you want? Like, mm-hmm. what are you trying to get from that boundary? And are there other ways that you can arrive at that point, arrive at that yes. destination um, without the, the boundary that's not being respected? And so lots of different homework items on that one. But mm-hmm. yeah, like it's, it's all great. So what's going to work for one person is going to work for the next and what would work for those same people um, in their specific instances is going to vary based on the emotional bandwidth that they have at the time, based on like the person um, that it is with. And so, yeah, lots of different factors come into play, but I do think that acknowledging, yeah, the significance of the relationship, what bandwidth you have, in terms mm-hmm. of navigation um, and what you're willing to do and what you want the outcome to be would all serve in considering when you will know it's time to accept, which BTW, reminder, does not mean that you agree. It means that we're no longer taking that energy and expending it on the fighting of, mm-hmm. you know, what the reality is. Mm-hmm. It means that we're now taking that energy and leveraging it to get the outcome that we want which you'll be able to do because you will have identified what you hope to get from that boundary in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to, and I want to add to that, what you hope to get from that boundary, right? That idea of what's the guiding overarching principle here Mm -hmm. um, is, is really rooted in what you value, right? What are your personal values? So if you're stumbling around, um, I'm not sure what the answer is, maybe take that question. Say, what, what, are my, what are my deepest things that I value in my life? Is it, you know, stability, um, adventure, and uh, family? Or is it... Um, Independence, yeah. Independ- right. Like, is it, are they different? And that might be an entry point into um, what, what are your limits? where where is the where is the dividing line of this boundary that that tells you you need to you need to shift and you need to let it go yeah well yeah. thank you man you're welcome i told 
uh, someone, I'm going to send all my guests mics so that they can just drop them at the appropriate ah. moment. <laughs> Was that a mic drop moment? <laughs> I think so. Thanks. Yeah, you've had a few. So As with that, uh, thank you. So with that, if you have any other questions, like if you want to clear your on that, slide into our DMs, let us know. We're here to help. We're happy to do Absolutely. so. Absolutely, yeah. The other question that I wanted to circle back on that I mentioned earlier when I was thinking about like the Lufado line and think of the three positive experiences, maybe four as a bonus to tip the scales if you are fixated on the negative, like the what if, um, what if you don't have three positive or four positive experiences? Mm -hmm. Like you have one positive experience where you have, you know, acknowledged and called like, hey, boundary isn't working because either A, you've never done it or yeah. B, you've done it and it has not gone well. So what do we do in those instances? So those instances, and I'm excited to hear what you have to say. I'm putting you on the spot. This was unrehearsed. I know. I'm nervous. I'm like, I don't know what my answer is. You tell me yours first. <laughs> so my answer would be that in those moments, like when you don't have anything that works, ask people who have had experiences where it's worked. Reach out to a coach. Ask them what's worked. Ask your friends, ask people whom you admire, hey, have you ever had a situation where a boundary has been disrespected and you've called it and it worked out well in your favor? Mm -hmm. um, ask people, what has their experience been like? And then whenever you have a bit of understanding that, also you can, you know, probably YouTube that shit. Like there's a ton of people just talking randomly on YouTube. Um, but asking people because community that's what I was saying earlier as well. Like it, it all comes back to community. We as humans um, are so, social creatures. And so we're going to trust those that we know. Um, and so it's something where when you get their insight, that's going to, as a byproduct, give you confidence and trust mm -hmm. in the fact that like, well, it worked for them. So I know them, I trust them. Um, that means that I'm going to believe that what they said will probably work for me too. That's why we ask people for advice. That's right. why we go to the mechanic that our friend recommends versus the one that has five stars from a bunch of strangers we don't know. This mm -hmm. is why, right? It's just basic um, social psychology. And so whenever you have that data, right? You look, John, I'd love some data. Whenever we have that data about what has worked for your friends, um, maybe someone that you are familiar with, like from YouTube or like whomever you get that information from, then I want you to take that knowledge about work for them. Take the scenario in which you want the situation to have a positive result, right? And again, think about what you want that positive result to be. And then using that data, think about what you can do to apply to get that outcome, right? Mm -hmm. So number step one, if you don't have any evidence, if you don't have any examples of positive situations where someone's called someone on their boundary breaking bullshit, and, or not necessarily bullshit because sometimes like we speak in the episode you don't mean you don't mean to necessarily like cross the boundary it's just that like they don't have the tools to enforce them they're learning like, it just like you're learning to share it yeah exactly so, like it's a shift in relational dynamic so i don't mean to call it bullshit um for clarity but if the boundary isn't being respected and you don't have any positive examples of calling someone on it then create create those examples so step one ask people get evidence get data what's worked for you Step two, consider what you want the outcome to be. Best case scenario, even mm -hmm. like I'll settle for this scenario. Not mm -hmm. that we should be settling, but you know, like th this is an acceptable, you know. This is a good starting case. point, maybe. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. 
and then think about what you learned, what those people said worked for them, that you can apply to this situation to make it work for you. So this is how we leverage our evolution, our past experiences, and also lean into our community to leverage their past experiences for the evolution of your future self to get you where you want to be. So that is what I would have mm-hmm. to say if you don't have any examples. It's a bit of like wooey visualization in that way, but also it's something where like if you don't have that neural pathway in your brain that says, oh, someone, you know, not upholding the boundary that I wanted, I'm going to call them on it. Let's do that in a way that is going to, you know, result in our favor. If you don't have the neural pathway, you don't have that memory in your brain that says this is how we do that. Just like if you're learning any new skill, if you don't know how to boil water, what would you do? You would ask someone the same thing in this sense, ask someone and increase your chances of actually getting an outcome that you want um, in that way so that you can start to create that neural pathway in your brain that says, okay, this is happening. This is what we do. And from there, you're going to start to build. This is what worked in the situation. This is what didn't so that you can refine it. And that's part of evolution and just make it better every time. And so that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we grow. Love, Drop that mic. Love. <laughs> there it yeah. is. Hello, man. Yeah, yeah I want to say two two quick things about that. Number one, um, as we're gaining, as we're getting the information that we're then going to lean into to practice what we're doing, we can actually tell the person that we're trying to have that conversation with about, hey, this isn't working, right? The The boundary isn't isn't being respected you can actually come to it with this with this honesty and vulnerability and immediacy like i was saying before where you walk you walk into that conversation and you say hey i don't exactly know how to have this conversation mm-hmm. and use your own words obviously i don't know how to have this conversation but it, you're important enough to me to try right and so bear with me as i stumble because I'm sure I'll stumble. But what I'm trying to say to you is I asked for this and, and, and it, it somehow didn't happen. And I just want to check in with you about it. Right. This isn't necessarily walking into a conflict. Right. And the, and the energy in which we, we offer the information helps that be less of a conflict. Now that, that requires that we're in sort of a calm place, right? Yes this is really uncomfortable for me to say, but as Tiana says, yes, you know, but, but I need to say it anyway, because this, this relationship is, is important. Um, So there, there's that. If you're angry, you're allowed to say, you know what, this is really uncomfortable for me to say this, but I'm angry because of how that went down. Right. You're, you're allowed. So all of that is to say, that's number one, um, that, that, that is a place to start that that awareness of this is actually hard um you don't you don't have to pretend it's not because you care right you care or you wouldn't be having all these feelings about it anyway yeah yeah i love what you always say but (laughs) what you said there is like you know bear with me as i stumble i'm not sure how to say this but this is you know, you're important to me. What that reminded me of is that at the end of the day, all any of us want mm-hmm. is to know that we are valued yeah. and to feel seen, known, and heard and loved for who we are. 
And so when you say to someone, hey, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but you're important to me and I want to figure this out. What that says, like, it just kind of like pulls on my heartstrings. Like, how would it feel for someone to say that to you? Like, I don't know how to fix this, but I want to figure it out with you. That's camaraderie. That's how we build these deep relationships. That's how we build these authentic connections. Like sitting in the shit with them and saying like, look, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do this either. Like, I'm not to say that like they don't know how to do it, but like, come on, like we're all figuring out Um, because it's going to be so unique and specific to everyone. What works for me and Shannon is not going to work for me and Josh. Like, you know, and so it's a matter of being able to take the time and recognizing that like each of these relationships are important enough to me to like sit in this and figure out what works for us, what works for me, Josh, what works for me, my family. That's how we build like these connections. And that's how we um, build these relations. And if you look at any of the predictors of success, um, relational equity is right there. If we look at flourishing, Stephen and I did a whole off conversation on flourishing where he got into like the hormonal cascades that happen within our bodies and all Mm -hmm. that good stuff. Um, very interesting if anyone's interested in that conversation, but the end result of that, and if you look at the research in positive psychology and people who've studied success, it's not necessarily the commitment and the dedication and, you know, focusing on the one thing. It's the fact that they had relations and connections that supported them to keep going during the dark times. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's so important to have all these conversations about boundaries, because yes, while relationships are important. It's not as easy as just saying like, okay, let's be in a relationship. Like it gets sticky. It gets right. ugly. Yeah. We get scared because we're like, this is an important person to me. I don't want to say anything to fuck this up. Yeah. And in doing so, that inaction fucks it up. Yep. Yeah. And so yeah. it's important to know how to navigate um, these experiences in these situations. So yeah, yeah I love what you said. And um, yeah, Tiana agreed. Like just saying like, hey, like, I don't know like what this I don't know but I want to figure it out with you yeah because that's yeah how we do the damn thing yeah so yeah and if we see it that way it's far less scary I think it's far less scary it's like it's like another moment with a friend as opposed to an adversary yes yes it it takes the and so this is something Josh and I spoke about in the evolution of relationships last week. It takes the, <laughs> it takes the me. Oh, she was laughing. I just said, Mama Shannon always drops gems. Um, it takes the me versus you, and it puts us on the same side as like us yes. versus the problem. Exactly. 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 Wow. And that's what. And that's what. And that's what it is, right? It's not me versus you. It's us versus the challenge. That's exactly what it is. That's why we don't have to be scared of boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we love the boundaries. We love it. This is good. We like this. We need this. We love this. We love the boundaries. Yeah. So, yeah. Because we need and love each other. We just want to feel single and heard Mm -hmm. and valued. So, okay. Love all of that. Um, Want to wrap up by sharing some shit that you all wish someone told you about how boundaries change. We only had one perspective this week. So thank you for sharing that um, to the one that did. If anyone else has any insight about things that you wish someone would have told you about how boundaries change, the evolution of boundaries, please do definitely go ahead and drop them um, in the comments after we posted this, if you're watching the replay, we've already read some of them aloud. Like he said that 
you know, it's all just a matter of, um, you know, research and development, self-discovery, um, you know, can be uncomfortable at first, and that, yeah, people can't articulate the definition of their own boundaries. So when communication fails, you know, no consequences are set. It then becomes reactionary by shutting down, talking about what happens if you don't. Like, yeah, that's yeah. the shit that I wish someone would have told me is that, like, yeah. hey, like, this is why this happens. And by right. the way, heads up, this, you know, is what might happen. Um, and so, yeah, you've already said some awesome things, and we have read those aloud, like, as they've come up. Um, so thank you for that. And yeah, anyone else who wants to add, help somebody out, put them in the comments so that um, they can be there um, and live forever in the comment section of this episode, which the comments live will go away, but I just read them aloud. So hopefully um, anyone listening to this will be able to take that information and those gems from there. So some shit that this person said they wish someone would have told them about how boundaries change is that you need to manage boundaries based on changing life circumstances, mm. which I think is beautifully said. And I think that that's kind of like the thesis statement to yes. what we've been like harping on throughout this is that um, the first thing we started this, this conversation in our episode with is that like, they need to change like yeah. period, because guess what you change. Yeah. And so as you do that, that means that like the needs and boundaries that you had Last year, not going to be the needs and boundaries that you have this year. Last year was not in a good place. I had a lot stronger boundaries <laughs> than mm -hmm. like this year. Like this year, I've like got a little bit more space. So I'm like, okay, um, bring it on, you know? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that again comes from like Keith was saying earlier, like I say, the self-discovery, the self-awareness, the self-knowing, which is, yeah, like where it all starts. So yeah, um, agree. That's what I say about that. Do you have anything else that you want to add? Uh, I think I think it's a great um, way to kind of tie it up into a into a, a a little bit of a package is the idea that like because everything is always changing in our lives and in the world around us, obviously the rules by which um, we engage with that will need to be examined. It doesn't mean every single rule is going to change or every single limit is. Um, is is in need of um a shift but if it does feel like it needs to that's actually a good thing right we don't have to we don't have to judge ourselves for that or feel bad about that that's just information that means things are refining and um and i would just i would say for for the newbies in the boundary worlds like i was you know <laughs> i struggled with this for a long time just just a reminder to be patient with yourself as you're learning mm. this information and as you're practicing and implementing it, because it's a skill just like everything else, right? We didn't learn anything perfectly right away. We had to actually do it a bunch of times to get pretty good at it. So um, just give yourself some grace as you're learning what your limits are as you're learning how to express them as you're learning how to enforce them and as you're as you're discovering conversations you need to have about it because it's yeah. it's all it's all um it's all the skill yeah. yeah 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 i love that and yeah i like the we didn't learn anything perfectly like to that like i think that um you know perfection is kind of like a myth in a sense right oh, it's absolutely. like we don't like what's perfect for this situation, like what's perfect for you and me, not be perfect for me and someone else. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's all just like you said, like an evolution in that way. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love that. Got the mic. Okay. <laughs> so let us do some rapid ish fire questions for you and okay. then we'll call it. Is that sound okay? Good? Sounds ready? Good. Yeah. All right. Question number one. There's only five. Uh, how would you describe your evolution? Oh, remember that little um, creature that would scurry out and then scurry back <laughs> from the beginning or from the <laughs> middle of our conversation? Yeah. So that's how I used to be. And now I open my door. I look around. I appreciate my surroundings. I come on out and I just, I just share what I need to share. So I am much more um, comfortable with mm -hmm. myself. I value myself much more and I, and it actually doesn't push people away. It actually brings more people to, to me. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who might think being more yourself um, might push people away, I'm here to tell you, actually you'll get more of the right people coming at you. So that's my evolution. I love that. So kind of like from a, um, I'm thinking of like literal, literal critters, like, what pops up and then pops out like a groundhog? Like, you know, you come up and then come back down <laughs> versus like a squirrel, which kind of is like, okay, let me like, you know, yeah, venture out a bit more. Cause like, sure. Some of them squirrels are brave. Oh, yeah. Some of them squirrels. And they're always hungry. So that, that fits me too. I'm curious. Like, yeah, I'm <laughs> curious. Yeah. Some of the squirrels, I'm like, y'all, y'all are insane. Okay. So love that. Uh, what has been your favorite part of your evolution? The first two words that popped into my head were fun and freedom. Mm -hmm. Just the level of um, freedom I've given myself to be authentically me has just created so much more opportunity for, <sighs> for fun you know, and for authentic fun, right? Because I'm not trying to be something for someone else or trying to do something, you know, that's, that's always about everybody else. But it's, right. if there's room for me in there. I love that. Yeah. I didn't mean to laugh while you're saying that. But Keith said, crawling out of the primordial ooze. Now I'm walking on my knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> With like a little party and little like crying emoji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. Um, yeah. Me too. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, so it's fun. fun. It's fun. You guys, like it's, I know maybe it feels weird to talk about something that's hard that, that ends up being fun, but like, it's, it's, it's good to enjoy once, things. Once you learn, and I think that this might ring true for you. So let me know if it does or doesn't. But, um, a lot of my clients say that like, they kind of start to like it. They kind of start to, yeah like the discomfort because they know that that means like, Hey, like I'm going to get this good thing. Kind of like whenever you like go to the gym and you do a really hard workout because like, you know, you're going to feel better afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's like, not like, you know, a masochist in that way, but it's kind of like, you know, that you're doing this because like there's a greater tomorrow kind of a yes. thing. Yes. And so that makes it fun because once you know how to navigate, once you have your self-regulation toolkit, once you know, like, hey, this is going to be uncomfortable and, like, let's fucking go. Like, I'm ready. Right. Like, right. this is going to be a shitty-ass hike, but that sunrise, though, is going to make it worthwhile. Mm -hmm. I think that that's um, how we start to really lean into the evolution of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And what you discover about your capability along the way 
mm-hmm. of that ter- of that top hike or of that intense workout or whatever is also really powerful and encouraging and positive. Yeah, which is what they say about it's not, you know, the destination, it's the journey kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And so I like to bring in these little like quotes and mantras because I think a lot of times you I know my younger self used to read that and be like, that's an obnoxious, obnoxious bullshit. Like, <laughs> and so whenever I'm able to be like, this is what they meant there. I like to point that out because it's like, oh, okay. Well that makes, I, I get it. I get yeah. it now. Yeah. Um, because yeah, like just reading the quotes, I'm like, fucking dumb. Um, I know. And quotes and quotes can just sort of be, you know, like you were talking earlier about just continuing to swipe through to replace. Yeah. Um, an experience or a challenge or whatever yeah. you, we can like, we can use those quotes to be like, Oh, I got it. I figured it out. Self-help check. Right. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but which, yeah, we can go into confirmation bias whenever we talk about that bullshit because it's like, Oh, someone else said it. Like, yeah, that makes sense. This week. So, I mean, I have, I, I know a person that, like lived their life. I like that kind of stuff. Um, just finding quotes to like affirm their beliefs at the time. Right. And I'm just like, right. Mm. Right, um, right. So like, so yeah, so um, um, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. And Keith says, just like any road trip, the journey can be as fun as the destination. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. There's something that I posted. It was like a reel of someone talking where it said that, you know, the person who's going to go the furthest isn't the person whose like sights are set on the destination. It's the person who is in love with the journey. And mm-hmm. so um, that person isn't going to stop because they've learned the tools to navigate. They've learned the tools to evolve and they're going to keep rinsing and repeating and so it's not that they're fixated on the destination, like, okay, they get there. Like you said, check, I'm done. Like, I see the quote, like, I'm done. It's that they're going to exceed that because the destination was never the destination. There was no destination. It was about mm-hmm. the process and the journey to get there. And therefore, they're going to far surpass whatever it is. And this is a notion that we like to speak about a lot um, in terms of it's not going to the gym to get abs. It's doing the things because you enjoy doing those things and like, oh shit, by byproduct, I've got abs kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like living proof of that. Like I never, as long as I tried to like eat and do and like gym and like crunches and all this shit, like I, I never looked like I wanted to until mm-hmm. I just stopped, but started to shift my focus and actually go because I found a movement that I actually enjoyed. I found a modality that I enjoyed. And then as a byproduct, people started noticing before I did. They were like, oh, I'm like, wow. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. I, I got to the point of, like, hopelessness where I was like, fuck it, I give up. <laughs> like, yeah. I give up. Because you were, because like, you were, ex- to be. yeah, you were externally motivating as opposed to internally motivating, right? Like, I, you, I was yeah, focused on the destination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. destination never came. It was like a constant state of chase. So right. yeah, we went off on like a long tangent. So let's back on the, on, okay. back on the road. All right. Uh, last last three few questions. questions. When, where have you struggled most when it comes to your evolution? Ooh. Ooh. Um, with, with believing the biggest struggle I've had with um, my evolution is believing that I am, um, worth the effort Woo! right that foundational belief that like all of the discomfort and all of the adaptation and all oh, the stuff that i was that doing one. right for everybody else i needed to put that aside and just be 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 here and say okay it's out of sync because you're not listening to you 
It doesn't make you selfish. It doesn't make you an asshole. It means you're just equalizing the playing field and putting yourself at the same level as everybody else. And once I did that, it was much easier to, um, that was a hard one to embrace and believe and live. But once I did that, the other stuff was easier. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I also want to point out that I think that oftentimes, even when to what you said, it was a hard thing to believe that's step one, right? But to viscerally live it and embody it, that's something different. And we can apply this to any belief that you may have, Mm -hmm. but specifically speaking to like you being worthy of doing the things for yourself. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that we know, but even when we know it, it's something we're like, we kind of have to know it for a while before we actually start to do it. Yeah. 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 And like to really believe it, to like viscerally believe and like yeah. intrinsically know it. Yeah. Um, it's to practice that belief enough that you start to do things that you get evidence to prove that belief is valid. Right. And then you start exactly. to, it starts to have this feedback loop where you're like, oh, okay, like this isn't going to be like the deal breaker of my life, or this isn't going to be um, the fear that I have about it, that mm. I can, I can actually embrace it. Right. Yeah. Or when I call someone on this boundary, not working, it actually can result in like being better than mm. it was. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's how we start to build that inner trust. And yeah. yeah so Keith just said, he was just about to say worthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, in those terms. So Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how it happens. That's how we build that confidence and that inner yeah. trust. And yeah, it's a process. Yeah. Uh, question number four out of five. What has helped you most in your evolution? This can be a tool that's helped you embrace your evolution. This can be a learning, a person, a sentiment, whatever. Mm. Okay, two things have helped me the most in my evolution. First was therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I really needed a place to practice mm-hmm. um, things that are just mine. Yep. Right. And that's what I love about a therapeutic setting, whether it's with a therapist, with a coach, with, you know, another type of helping professional, that it is about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have, t- you have a place to share that's about you that's safe. And then mm-hmm. the second thing was actually um, walking through um, the experience of being the the spouse of a um, of an addict. Um, my husband, who, and he talks about this, so I can say this. But my husband, you know, has been sober for like almost eleven, well, almost twelve years um, from alcohol, and the the challenge of the, the detachment that I needed to allow in our relationship for him to do his work and for me mm-hmm. to do mine, because in most relationships of addiction, we each have our own path to walk there. Um, that was huge because I started to understand um, all the things that I was doing that were holding me back from my evolution. Mm-hmm. So those two things were critical for me. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Look at, look at Miss Shannon being vulnerable over here. (laughs) You're not alone. If you're walking that path, by the way, my friends, you are not alone. And you can reach out to me if you need to just know that. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have questions, which I feel kind of intrusive asking, 
um, after that. What is one thing that you would tell everyone about their evolution? One thing. Ooh. One thing I would tell everyone no about pressure. their evolution. I know. Um, gosh, I would say don't be afraid of it. Mm -hmm. um, you, are, you are meant to evolve. If you look at the history of the world, it has not stayed the same. And you are not meant to either. And you may not understand it all the time. The people around you may not either. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you have to be afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Drop the mic. Another <laughs> mic drop moment. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right, ma'am. Well, thank you very much for being here. We have covered a lot. We've been on for over an hour at this point. So yeah. thank you for listening and watching. Um, yes, for all you. of those if you are here with us I know this has been a long one so we appreciate you being here we appreciate everyone that supports us that slides into our DMs that comments that answers the polls um, we wouldn't be able to share what we share without your feedback and knowing what's going up for you because we only have our experiences and the experiences yeah. of you know those in our immediate circle and so the more you give us information wise the more we are able to speak to what can really support you. So keep on keeping on. Uh, if this conversation, this after party has supported you in any way whatsoever, if you've gotten anything from it, please do like this once it is reposted and please do share it with someone that needs to hear it as well. Um, and someone that wishes, or someone that could benefit from hearing some shit that we wish someone told us about the evolution of boundaries so that you can help them out um, so that we can help each other and so that we can leave yeah. this place just a little bit better than it was yeah. when we found yeah. it. So with that being said, ma'am, where can they find you? What do you have going on? Right here on Instagram, power.place.purpose. Um, you can click the link in my bio and find everything I have going on. I have a free journal to self-love um, that you can sign up for there. I'll just send it out to you by email. Um, it is really just a simple way to sit and be with yourself in a focused and useful um, exploration to start figuring out what you value, right? What you believe about yourself and therefore how you wanna show up in the world. Um, so that's there. And then I, I see clients one-on-one, -on -one, so you can feel free to book a free call to talk to me and see if I can help you with um, something you're going through. And, and that's, that's my jam. What about you? What do you wanna tell people? Yeah, and I will link everything um, for Mama Shannon in the description so you'll be able to just tap on over to her and follow her if you're not already. So for me, I, like I mentioned earlier, um, in terms of self-regulation and figuring out what works for you and how we kept going back to self-discovery. In my coaching with people, I have a program where I walk people through the whole evolution of self. We look at self-discovery, your evolution, how to take that information and leverage it to design a life that you want, and then how to keep on keeping on to rinse and repeat that formula in a way that is custom to you and that works for you. And I start with sharing why self-help hasn't helped in the past because that's something that a lot of people come to me with. They're like, well, will this work for me? I don't know. I'm apprehensive. Thank you for your transparency. And a lot of people have kind of gotten burned, for lack of a better term, yeah. with the whole self-help notion. And so I have created a free mini-series, um, which is a five-day training that teaches you why self-help hasn't helped and what to do instead. And I mentioned earlier, there is a self-regulation toolkit in that. I give you a metric so that you can actually track what's working and what's not based on your happiness and confidence because that's what 99.9% .9 of the people that I 
interact with that I see tell me are their main concerns. And so um, those are just two examples of the tools. There's like a different tool for each of the five days. And so um, if you are like, that sounds like something I'm interested yeah. in, then definitely go ahead and head to whenselfhelpisnthelping.com and you can get it for free there. Otherwise, uh, on Monday, we have Sebastian Russ, who is someone from a former life of mine, joining me for an episode on evolution being a choice. It's going to wrap up our evolutionary focus for the month of October before we move into um, a life redesign, which is going to be our focus for November, um, which we spoiler alerted what we're going to be sharing in our boundaries conversation for November. We're going to talk about how to redesign those boundaries, um, specifically in a familial stance, since, since most of us are going to be spending time with some family members during the holidays um, or some yes. people that knew younger versions of ourselves. So we're going to be yeah. giving you some tools to navigate that coming up um, in our next conversation. But on Monday, 8 a.m., me and Sebastian, we're going to be talking about evolution being a choice. He's going to be sharing a bit about his personal story of evolution. And so that's going to be going live at 8 a.m. Um, wherever you love to listen to podcasts or on YouTube, if you're interested in checking that out. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you can find us here on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've got going for you. I'm here. Sounds good. So many good things. So many good so things. So many good things. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, thank you, Keith. Thank you um, for joining in, everyone who was here. And yeah, like I said, do please share this on your stories or share this um, specifically with someone that needs to hear it and help them out as well. That helps us out because it helps us spread our message. We're only two people talking. And so we can only, you know, reach out to so many people. So if you know more people that would benefit from this, please do share it with them so that they can. Yes. Yes. Right. And thank you well, for thank being you. here with us today. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so thanks, Jana. Have a wonderful weekend. Um, and let us know if you need anything and we'll see you on the screen. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye.